What's going on, everybody? It's the DJ Rock Awaken Podcast. After a bit of a break, I do apologize about that, folks. We've had so much going on. Getting ready for wedding season has been pretty crazy, and uh, it's been super hectic. I had multiple weekends in a row uh, with uh, multiple events each weekend and also weekday uh, DJing events. I had to cover shows and things like that. No excuses, guys. I know need to get back on track with this thing. And here we are. We are back on track. And uh, I wanted to kind of divert from the path for just a moment uh, with this podcast. Kind of, because I know we were talking about shadow work and, and how important shadow work is. But so is something else. So let me, let me tell you what happened this morning. So it is obviously March 23rd. And um, so I get up this morning. I uh, set my alarm clock at 6.15 every morning to get up on weekdays uh, to get ready to go pick up my daughter, take her to school, and kind of get my day started. And so this morning, wake up about, I don't know, 5.30, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go back to sleep for a few minutes. So I'm going to sleep for a few minutes. Woke up and, um, you know, began my day. Got dressed, made my bed, brushed my teeth, did all that stuff, and uh, I was ready to go early, you know, 6.30. I was, to me, like 15 minutes to get up, I mean, after my alarm went off, so... Got up, dressed, out the door, and um, it started to rain here. And we had a cookout on Sunday at the house. And so uh, I had left the, the grill cover off, and it started to rain. So I wanted to go ahead and cover the grill up. So had the truck started and um, had it cranked, put all my stuff in the truck, closed the door. Come back to take the uh, put the, the, the grill cover on and uh, go back to the truck, and the damn door is locked. Door was locked, and um, I'd already, you know, locked and locked my front door and everything. So I mean, I'm stuck, and and I'm and I'm finding myself getting pissed, not just pissed, but livid, like like livid pissed. Like I want to throw, I want to throw hands at something. And I mean, it's six thirty at this point, and so I know for a fact that my daughter's gonna start calling me. In about 20 minutes, you know, at this point, <clears throat> she'll usually start calling about 6.50 or 7 o'clock somewhere in there, but she'll always start calling and, you know, just a, hey, daddy, I'm so tired and I don't want to get up and all that kind of stuff. You know, she's seven years old. I'm like, girl, you have no idea what school day is going to be like in like two or three more years, four more years, five more years. But we're, I digress. So the the house I moved into, uh, the street that I'm on is like all family. And so all like, the house I live in is owned by one of the members of the family on the street that I live on. So I'm sitting there watching the houses, waiting for lights to come on uh, so I can go knock on the door and say, hey, I'm a dumbass and lock myself out of my truck and I have no way to get into the house because I get a key. So I'm just standing there waiting and waiting and waiting. I'm trying to try to do the whole credit card, you know, hard card and the, the door trick that I used to, to pull off back in the day not working. This is a 1965 fucking front door. Like it's solid. I mean, you're not, you're not going to do it. it. Didn't stop me from trying. And I broke my card. So I got pissed at that. And then, you know, I start hearing on my truck. It's probably at this point, probably about almost 645, almost well, six. It's after 650. <clears throat> so I'm hearing my phone ringing, phone ringing, phone ringing. It's going nuts. And so I'm looking at the houses, still nothing, still nothing. And I walk over to the truck and I see, you know, um, you know, 
the the house phone calling me and um just my phone was blowing up and I, I I'm just getting more and more incensed and at this point you know I've talked about the 90 seconds thing right you guys know about that the 90 second thing where you know we understand that the chemical reaction in our brains that causes the emotion to begin and for us to feel that emotion last 90 seconds I'm like fuck 90 seconds you know let you know like I'm literally at this point wanting to throw hands at something so it's about 7:15 I see lights come on at the, at the neighbor's house so I go and knock on the door and they let me in I grab my key fob inside and I grab the spare key for the house I'm like you know I'm taking off and I've, you know, finally pick a call, a call and, uh, I'm on the way. I'm on the way. I'm so sorry. You know, and just, and I'm sitting there going like, what the fuck was the point? Like everything happens for a reason. I get that, but I was just getting pissed and I was still angry. And it's, it's been almost an hour since I locked myself out of the, out of the truck. And it's still, I'm just pissed and I can't get over it. I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm like, why am I like, this isn't that it's not worth getting that angry over. You know, and, and my, my awakening mind is going, Hey man, it's not worth it. But my, my, my programmed mind is like just angry. So I get myself calmed down to pick, take Gracie to school, get her dropped off, check, you know, go run inside, check her in. And then I leave and then it hit me as I'm halfway to the office and it hits me content motherfucker. It happened because you needed content, something to really talk about, you know, a break from the, you got work to do shit, you know? And so that all being said, it's, it's, I think when you're a Christian and you say, they say the devil's going to come against you even harder, you know, and understanding, you know, that's, that's the mentality of Christians, you know, it's, it's, you know, devil's trying to get you over to his side and yada, yada, yada. And I can get that. I can get behind that when I was a Christian. But now that I'm woke, fuck, I hate the term. Now that I've been awakened, and I know that, that it's all about energy, and here I am allowing something as simple as me locking myself out of the house has got me so fucked up in my head, like I'm just still pissed. And it's like, yo, like everything's about energy. Everything, and, and I mentioned in one of the the, the TikToks, you know, look, you got to protect your energy, you got to protect your energy, you got to protect your energy. And here I was allowing my energy, energy to spiral into a very negative, low vibration frequency. And here I, I'm feeling the effects of it. I'm just still pissed, you know, and, and just, just bashing myself, you know, inside my head. And it's like, yo, what are you doing? Like the very thing you keep telling everybody about. So, when I, I I say all that to say this, guys, I'm still super new in this. And, you know, you see these Zen-like folks on YouTube and TikTok and on podcasts. And it's like they seem to have it together. But I promise you, their day gets fucked up. I promise you, the the, the, the people that, that you would think that are just like, Hi, I'm da 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 And this is Spiritual Discussions. I promise you they get to a point where they wish a motherfucker would, you know, and, and they, they let it out. You know, none of us are completely, you know, free from getting angry. 
And that 90 second rule thing is just a thing that allows us to kind of catch ourselves and act as a reminder because I've found myself since I've learned this thing about 90 seconds, it's like I found, I find myself when I do get angry going "Mm, 90 seconds, 90 seconds. But in the back of my mind, my wanting to throw hands mind, like, but let something else happen again in that 90 seconds. I'm going to fuck something up, you know? And it's like, you know, I, I get to that point to where, um, you know, uh, I go from hoping to wishing. And what that means is I hope today's going to go good to, I wish a motherfucker would, you know, uh, I wish a motherfucker would, would have my place in line. You know, I wish would have my assigned seat. I wish, you know, so I could say something. And here's the deal. It's not like I like conflict. I don't like conflict. It just, it happens sometimes. And I'm okay if conflict happens. I used to think that I thrived in a high stress environment. And for the most part, I do. In fact, it's crazy because doctors found it strange that during a stress test, a stress test, um, you know, that my heart rate would go up. But then the longer I was in the, the stress test, it would start coming down. And what I find is, is that I get the more stressful things are, the more chaotic things are in certain situations. Now, if there's just shit thrown everywhere, I don't like that kind of chaos. I don't like debris. I don't, I don't like a big mess. I can handle a few things here and there, but if there's a lot of stuff just thrown everywhere, I find myself getting very antsy. I don't like that kind of chaos. But if it's chaos that I'm in control of and I'm able to navigate the waters and I got this going on, that going on, and this person needs this, this person, and I'm, I find myself just in this like zen-like calm at times because I tend to, I, I tend to used to think that I would, I would thrive in high-stress environments. And the more stressful, the more I would relax. And I think that comes from the fact that, you know, back in the day, I say, oh, it's because I'm an alpha, I like that fucking challenge. Um, but I think it's really because I just needed my mind to be tuned in on things. And the more things I could kind of look at it, it would take my focus off the other bullshit things, you know? So for me, it was very important that, um, I'm able to constantly be doing something. Um, since I got in the house, I find myself going, okay, well, I want to relax and chill for a little bit. I want to kind of be in this Zen moment and, and enjoy my time just hanging out and chilling out. Um, but I do find that, you know, I do like the stress and it's just kind of weird, but I want to address something, right? You can be as positive as you want to be. You can, you can sit there and law of attraction, the shit out of everything in your life. And and you can, you can do all the imagery and the, the visualization and everything and call all these great things in. You can live intentionally and and do things to to try and create more positivity in your life. But if you think for a second that nothing's ever going to hinder that progress or, you know, put a pause in that mentality, if you don't think it's ever going to happen, you're completely fucking wrong. I've been in a great state of mind for a while now and lo- beginning to love myself. As I mentioned in the last episode, I realized I never loved myself. Well, now I'm realizing, shit, I kind of love myself. I'm kind of a lovable dude. No wonder so many people like me I'm joking, but you know, I find that even in, in the middle of that, just great mentality, I'm, I'm in a great place. I'm positive and not feeling the depression I'd been feeling over the last 
you know, several years. And, you know, I find that in that moment, um, like this morning, I, I completely reverted back to old mental, you know, hiccups. I mean, it was just here I was, I was so hung up on the fact that I'm stuck outside. It's raining. It's not cold. It's cool. And my daughter is depending on me to get her to school. Now, yeah, she has other ways to get there, but it's my, it's my fucking job to take her to school every day. That's our time. That's my time with my kid. And I need that time. I need that time with my daughter to give me the peace and comfort that I have for the rest of my day. I just need my kid around. And here I was, thought I was going to lose that for the day. And I was just, I was angry with that. And just how stupid could you be locking your fucking keys in your car and not have, you know, whatever. So, you know, we're not completely free from fucking up. And, and, and you know, a, a Wednesday being a Monday all over again. It happens. It's going to happen. It's just how we react out of that. How do, how do we, do we keep it going? Are, am I allowing the locking of my, you know, my truck door being locked and stuck outside for an hour. Am I going to let that rule my day? Am I going to have negative interactions with somebody? You know, I'm the person gets too close to me on the street on the drive when I'm driving and honking my horn, shooting a bird, you know, watch what the fuck you're doing and just being an asshole. Well, that's when we have to recognize what's happening. You have to be hyper aware of how you're reacting, what's going to be triggering you throughout the day. And, you know, understanding that this, this thing that's happened is momentary. It's not going to be forever, obviously, but you know, do we want to, our ego wants to be soothed. Our ego wants to be, it's all about the ego. It comes down to that. What we keep going is because of the ego. It's because our ego needs to be soothed, needs to be justified. And that's one thing that I've struggled with for a very long time, especially with being DJ rock and knowing what DJ rock was back in the day. It's very hard a lot of times for me to you know, fight that back because there's that ego that needs to be fed still. So I I tend to try to find ways to stop that from happening. And that's just kind of having some situational awareness about myself. Now, granted, I did spiral for the better part of, you know, when I had Gracie in the truck, that was cool. I was cool. Call me, hey, you know, kiddo, you know, just, just trying to get her positive for the day, you know. And so when I dropped her off, that's when I just let that facade go ahead and close. And it's just like, okay, fuck this day. (laughs) And uh, it hit me very quickly. Yo, you can't do that. Like, that's not healthy. That's not the way we need to be. We need to be, you know, like it even says in the Christianity, you got to be above reproach. And I had a really interesting discussion with a very, very uh, faithful Christian they're not perfect by any means. And I, and I understand that there's no perfection in anything. Only perfect person in life was Jesus Christ. And, um, you know, I do subscribe to the theory that Christ came to this earth and I do subscribe to the theory that Christ died for a cause. And I do believe that he was the living embodiment of the creator energy of the universe. God, I do believe those things. Okay. And, you know, and how this kind of correlates with everything is I was pissed off and had this discussion today, but this person sent me something today and I'm watching the video and I'm kind of like, all right, well, new age 
thinking versus Christian thinking and, and how to be aware. And if you're, if you're around someone who has new age thinking, you got to get away from them. This is a Christian talking, you know, you got to push them away or at least be cognizant of what you're dealing with. You got to know what you're messing with and understand that it's, it's, it's of the enemy. <laughs> and I love how in Christianity it is very much a, if you are with us, you're with us. If you're not with us, you are against us. And that's the position that Christians t- tend to put themselves in. You either follow me, you either believe what I believe, or else you're going to hell. And listen, the conversation I had with this individual was a very good conversation. And I could sense now that I'm able to pick up energy from people and I'm able to feel the energy. I felt that when he got, when I saw him get out of his truck and he walks inside the office, I felt his energy from outside. I knew it wasn't a, a uh, an ultimatum type energy where he's going to come in and be like, look here, bud. You know, it wasn't like that. It was a caring energy. And I, and I, I can appreciate that. I really can. And I do appreciate that. I appreciate the conversation we had. It, it meant a lot to me that, that, that this person took time out of their day to try and come and convince me of, you know, me being pretty much wrong of this, this idea of this mentality that I've, this new mentality I've had. And here's the thing, I could have been an ass and been like, look, you're at my place, you're this, 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 but no, I was respectful. And I wanted to hear what, what, what he had to say. And I wanted the chance to sharpen my iron against his iron and say, look, you know, here's the thing, right? You had this idea that I was anti-God. You thought I went to church, and I did go to church for a long time. But I, I did not, I always felt there was just something wrong about it. I've never been into, I've never gone to a church where, you know, I felt that what I was being told was hundred percent true. And then when you try to, to confront with, with facts on things, a lot of times there's not an answer or, or, or a response. And look, I understand there's things we don't understand. I get that. Right. But one thing I do understand is the energy and the intent like today, I could have I could have said, fuck it, I'm going to let the day go, and whatever happens, happens, and I'm going to throw hands at whatever comes. You know, I'm just going to be pissed all day, or I'm going to say, okay, no, I'm going to intentionally change the energy of this morning into something positive. I'm going to, I'm going to turn this into a positive day, and I'm going to manifest that. I'm going to make it happen. So I got here. I watched a feel-good flick for just a little bit. Felt good. Got all teary-eyed and choked up and emotional for a minute, and... It was a sweet movie. It was a really sweet movie. And it was a good movie. And, um, you know, so got my mind, my mind, my mind frame right. And I went back at it and I was like, look, and I, and I, and I did watch the video that this person sent to me about, uh, new age practices and stuff like that and how it correlates to Christianity. And then I watched the same guy talk about, cause I watched another video of this guy and he was talking about how women, can't be pastors of churches. Like, wow. Wow. That's, uh, and then you start, you start watching the video and you're like, okay, so the woman's place is to be the backup for the man. And it's like, I just see that as that power struggle thing and that control thing that Christianity does. It's more of, it was, it was about, it was about co-pastoring churches and how it's wrong and how women are to be supporting the men in their their in their leadership roles at church. They're not supposed to be leaders at church. 
you know, and it goes back to showing how the sub, the, the, the way that Christianity kind of prioritizes the hierarchy of how things go. And it's like, yo, I'm sorry. If, if a woman can teach the gospel better than a man and she's passionate and she can do it, let her do it. If she, whatever she's doing, look, I, I just have this, I have a problem with subjugating women and trust me, I did it for a very long time. I, I was an asshole DJ in the very beginning. I, I, I made women feel like less than they were just to get what I wanted. I did that and I'm totally fucking ashamed of it. No one should be made to feel less than no one should be made to feel like they are lower than somebody else. You stand on equal footing with me. I don't care if you're homeless, if you're fucking Elon Musk, I don't give, I will stand right in front of Elon Musk and tell him he's fucking up on something. If he's fucking up, I I don't care who you are. Okay. I don't care, but we, I, I genuinely feel we are all on equal footing. It's just how you place yourself. Where do you place yourself in, in, in the, the world around you? You know, do you think you have a voice that deserves to be heard? Well, I think everyone has a voice deserving of being heard. That's my mentality anyway. At least now, like I said, I was a major asshole at one time. I was a horrible person at one time. I don't want to be that guy anymore. I'm living intentionally, as I've said in these these podcasts, is living intentionally. And that's the way we have to be. We have to be intentional with everything. So let's get back to the discussion of the person that came in and, you know, just kind of talking about how, you know, um, lovingly sent this video to show me the new age practices and then how new age goes against God. I'm like, right but you're still pointing out facts from a man-made book. You know, show me proof of something other than just words from, from men that put together books that have a lot of missing, missing points and pieces and missing, like, things are intentionally left out. You're still quoting from that. When I back my stuff up with facts, you're, you're still going to your book, and I get it. That's your frame of reference. That's your point of reference. That's your... That's your, your, your textbook, and that's going to be your source. But when I'm coming with, with information and I'm saying things, and, and this has happened more than just with this person yesterday. It's happened multiple times with most, multiple Christians. Well, I don't know the answer to that, but I'm going to find out. And listen, I do that in business. If I don't know the answer to something, I, I'm, going to, I'm, going to, I'm going to go try and find out my facts, and I'm going to get those facts straight. And I'm going to say, hey, look, give me a chance to get my facts straight. And, and I can respect that. You know, if you don't know the answer, you don't know the answer. That's freaking awesome. I understand that. So when you get ready to, to come back with it, come back with it. But if you're just going to quote more stuff from a book that I feel subjugates women and subjugates races and tells us how bad we are, I mean, I just don't know how I'm going to take that. You know, and I'm going to be respectful, obviously, and I'm going to be respectful now. I'm not going to bash anything anyone says, because guess what? I mean, what if I'm wrong? You know, then I guess I have to pay the price for that down the road. But one thing I will go ahead and tell you guys this, and I'm going to say this over and over again and whatever. My daughter, who is seven years old, does not know daddy's thoughts on these types of things. As far as she knows, I'm a Christian, which I was when she was born up until 
last year, and I still feel that I'm, I, I embody what I would hope to embody what a Christian would be, just a good person and trying to help people out and have good positive energy and just be a good person and try and create positive experiences. And, and once again, I know there's other parts of Christianity that, you know, I don't subscribe to that, that takes me out of that category. And I understand that. But I'm always going to be respectful of a person's ideas and thoughts. I'm never going to be ultimatum-wise when it comes to these things. I'm never going to go, well, you know, when you die, you know, you're going to go into the ether and nothing will ever happen. I'm not, I'm not going to be that person that just says, you know, because I'll see you, I'll see you in that place of, of pre review and say, well, what do you think? <laughs> you know, and, and we'll come back into this world again and do it again, you know, but I, I do have a problem sometimes with, with people. And this person, look, never once said it's never gave me an ultimatum. It was very, it was a very respectful conversation. And, um, I'm very, very appreciative of that conversation. I really, really am. Um, did it change my mind? No, it did not. It, it didn't change my mind one bit because of the fact that I've had too many things confirming this. And, you know, they'll say that the devil will trick you and the devil can, can, is the prince of this world. And I get all that stuff. I understand that. But what I've, what I feel and what I, what I've felt from all this stuff has been too positive. And it's the things I've been able to do that's been done through me has been very positive for people that I've had discussions with. And, and, and they've let go of some lifelong animosity and anger. They found peace and freedom from their, their guilt or their pain. How is that wrong? You know, if, 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 if in every interaction I'm trying to be a positive person, and I get what it says about the Bible, you know, I did good works in your name and I cast out demons in your name. I spoke in tongues in your name. Depart from me. I never knew you. I get that stuff, right? You can't go to heaven by good works alone. But once again, that's not what I feel is the case. I don't feel, I genuinely feel that heaven and hell are dimensional places. And we've discussed that multiple times in this podcast. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to back down from that. I'm not going to back away from that idea. I'm not going to back away from from this, I feel this too important for me to spread this word to to shake more people free of the matrix. Because I think when when like when I I started a, a TikTok uh, for DJ Rock Awakened and did a couple did a, did like two videos and I asked a couple folks what they thought. You know, what do you think about the first two videos? I wanted to be very impactful. Yada yada yada. And they were like, you know, you need to talk about more about how difficult it can be when you have an awakening. And sometimes it's, you know, sometimes it's not just a wake up one day and it's like, hey, I think this thing is wrong. Well, I think dying, in a sense, uh, definitely, definitely uh, stopped the operating system from operating inside my brain. And when everything rebooted, you know, maybe not, not everything came back online. It took a while for everything to come back online. And I think once it did, the programming that was there before that kept me in the dark was broken. And I was able to see the ones and zeros of the matrix. And I was able to feel the energy of the universe around me. And I was able to feel God within me. And I was able to feel 
distant stars inside me, man. It was like, you, you know, in this realm of thinking, you know that you are connected and you're tied to everything in the universe. That this, this design that God created is so much more intricately beautiful than we could ever fathom. No words could ever put a description on what God created. What God did when, when God created the universe was, I mean, think about all the intricate design work that went into this. Think about the fail-safes, understanding that having an answer for everything before there was anything, you know what I'm saying? Having an answer for everything before there was anything, knowing that there would need to be fail-safes involved, and setting the things up in place beforehand, that the knowledge of what would need to be done is so magnificent, so drastic, and so far-reaching, my mind can't even comprehend it. Right, God created something so intricately beautiful that no artist could ever paint this picture the way the way that God painted this picture, this universe. And then what Jesus Christ chose to do to give us the lesson of what we need, how we needed to live our lives, how we needed to interact with people, how we needed to be in the world. I feel that it being for love just gives even more just credence to the idea that love is the most important thing. Because to me, when the disciples went to Christ and they said, all right, teacher, out of all these things you taught us, what's the most important thing? Well, it seems to me that the most important thing was, you know, well, my disciples, you ask what the most important thing out of all my teachings was, is this. I am the truth, I am the way, I am the light, I am the only way to the Father, and that is it. You believe in me, I'm here, I'm dying for your sins. I am the ultimate last sacrifice for your sins. Because of the work I'm doing, I and your your sins will be forgiven because of me. That's the most important thing. No, 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 that's not what he said. They said, teacher, teacher. Out of all the things you taught us, what's the most important thing? Jesus said, love. He mentioned love. He talked about love. Loving your neighbors, yourself. Loving the, the Lord God with all your heart. And loving your neighbors. You know, it's just, it's all about love. So to me, if, if, and this is just me thinking me and having the emotional attachments and the connections and how I think, I would have used that moment to say, yo, motherfucker, it's about me. You want to worship God? You have to come through me. I I am the advocate for you. I am going to stand next to you if you believe in me, and if you believe into me, and 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 I'm going to be your 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 greatest attorney from you know when you stand before God. That's what I would have said. I would have said the only way to God is through me. That's the most important thing. That is the most. No, it's love. So we have to address that. You have to understand that. Jesus was the key. Jesus was the message. He was the teacher. He was the ultimate teacher. But he he made it, his point very clear that, you know, it's all about love. And so that being said, that's my that's what I'm going to go off of. I'm going to go off of love. 
I tell people all the time now, I love you. I don't know you, but I love you. They think I'm just joking, but I'm being serious. I couldn't be more serious. I couldn't be more emphatic about it. Like, I don't know you, but I love you. I don't have to know you to love you at this point. I just know that we're, we're here. We're experiencing this life where we're doing this together as a team and as a whole and as separately and as together. And it's all, it's all a oneness. And if that's wrong, then I'll, I'll stand on the grounds of that when I die. And, but I don't think that I think once I pass, I'll go to review phase and I'll go, damn, I got it right. Didn't get it right. It's very, it's very cut and dry. It's, it's either I failed in my mission or I succeeded in my mission. And if I failed, then guess what? I want to go back and do it again. If I succeeded, I'm going to go, you know what? I'm even closer to you, God. And I know in the, the Bible never says you got to work. You, you cannot work your way to God. It's not about good works. It's about, it's about, you know, believing in Jesus and yada, yada, yada. And I get that. But I, and I don't, I think when I say working your way to God, I think that's kind of a, a different take on what it actually is. I think God in the universe vibrates at a frequency that's so high. And in each life that we live, we're raising our vibrational frequencies higher and higher each time. Through these experiences, through these struggles and, and, and overcoming of adversity, we, we become this whole thing. And once we get to a point where we're, our vibration is vibrating at a frequency that's in line with the universe and God, we naturally we, we ascend into the oneness of the universe completely. And that's, that's something I feel that a loving God would allow to happen. Hey, look, if it takes you 100,000 lifetimes to get to me, Yo, let's do this. Let's go. You know, and I think that um, if we if we study and focus on that and we live intentionally, then no matter how our day starts out, our day can end the way we want it to end with as much positivity and beauty as you want. It's up to you. Are you going to let this stuff affect you and, and, and make you hate your day and everything else? Or are you going to you going to go stop and change the narrative. I'm saying change the narrative. No matter what, no matter how your day starts, it could always end differently. So when people come up to you in this, as you're waking up, understand you are going to have ever increasing uh, harder times. It's going to be harder to be positive all the time. It's going to be harder because the 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 negative aspect of the universe, because there's a positive, there has to be a negative. The negative aspect is going to recognize that. And you are going to be attacked. And things are going to come against you. And it's going to be tough. It's going to be difficult. But I think that's just the the, you, the, 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 the negative side of the universe going, all right, this motherfucker is rising up and ascending. We need that motherfucker vibrating at a lower frequency to, to, stay, to stay enslaved. And so that's what I think things don't work out for us. But that's what I genuinely believe. If I'm wrong, I'll stand on it when I die. But right now, I, I feel that it's right. And so that being said, folks, live your life. Do what you feel is right, right, for you. If you want to, you know, go to church and, and be a Christian, great. Hopefully you're a good Christian. You're not one of those assholes that, 
that isn't an asshole to everybody around them and then, you know, finds those at night going, God, I was such a jerk today. I was so mean to people. God, I asked in Jesus Christ to be forgiven of my sins. You know, and then the next day you're an asshole again. Well, I hate those. Your faith gives you an excuse to be an asshole. People, I can't stand those fucking people. You know, you find yourself constantly apologizing, you know, to God, but not to the people you fucking hurt. You know, what about those people? So, anyway, I digress. Well, guys, this is going to be a fairly short episode this week. Um, I wanted to go ahead and record another episode after this, and I'll probably go ahead and record a third episode. So we're going to go ahead and have our um, ninth, 10th, and 11th episodes up, or 11, 10, 11, 12, whatever it is. But I'm going to go ahead and record three episodes, and I'm going to go ahead and put them all out by tomorrow. And, guys, I'm so thankful to y'all. I appreciate you so much. Um, Once again, y'all, peace, love, and light. This is DJ Rock out for this episode, but I'm coming right back.